This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It's really nice to have you here, John. Uh, It's not often we get to talk to somebody who can help point out the blind spots in people's operations or because you are literally at the crux of getting shit done for people, you know, and and a lot of people who are leading companies, running companies, they tend to delegate things and then wonder why they're not getting done. And there's probably something missing there and they're not clear on that. We're going to be able to talk about all that. So if someone's driving right now, listening to this, and you have questions and you're wondering, oh, why isn't shit getting done in my company? What's going on? We're about to dive into that. And that's why I'm happy to have you on. And I know Jason is too. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited and uh, I'm glad to be here and, and excited for the discussion. So it's, it's great to have you. We've chewed some of the same, uh, some of the same dirt at yes. Fort Bragg, which is pretty cool, right? Um, I don't get that often. So uh, I just have to mention that we know a lot of the same people. We're in the same circles and and uh, just glad to have you here, brother. Always yeah. good to have another brother on. That's awesome. For sure. well, well, thanks. And it like, and, and likely, I feel much more comfortable. I said, I got, a, I got, you know, a, a known entity, a brother online. I said, I'm, I'm good. I said, I'm, 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 I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I, I never went through the service. I never went through the training, so I can only imagine the level of bond that one builds yeah. in having to go through that. And so with that said, I, I do believe that relationships are at the crux of getting things done, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to delegate it to you to help clarify whether that's true or not. So while I usually ask about other things, I want to know when was the first time in your professional experience, you saw that there is an importance in having someone be the point, the lead on getting things done that isn't necessarily the top, top leader, let's say, like because they're so far removed usually from operations. When was the first time you realized the exact power and importance, responsibility of your position? Oh, you know, from the very beginning, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I was a young, you know, young lieutenant, uh, brand new. And uh, it was, you know, we talk about formal and informal leaderships that, um, you know, the person wasn't even in charge, but they knew that it was that relationship. We kind of touched on it a little bit, that trust. You develop that trust in someone. Um, it just gels itself into into um, making things happen, into getting stuff done. Is that, yeah, I, I'm listening to him. I trust him. He's telling me something that I've got to do to, to you know, whatever the whatever the mission is, whatever it is we're doing. And it, it really, you have that trust in, in that person and it, it, it just gelled. And you, I, I learned that very, uh, very early often, uh, very early on. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name now. It's been, it's been quite a few years, but I'll never forget, 
you know, and we, we, had, we had just, we just arrived, um, you know, right in basic training. And he was like, Hey, we're going to do this and this. And it was like, okay, hey, all right. It was, you know, it, it just, it just gelled. It, it's hard to explain, but uh, really that trust and communication piece. Got it. So one of the first couple of qualities you realized that were going to be important moving forward is trust. So now when you were conducting the, the, completion of a project right mm -hmm. from its inception all the way to the end of it all uh and let's say it was your first big project yeah. what was that like for you having to work with leadership was worth just because they trusted you were they clear did you need clarity but you didn't know what to ask in the beginning what was that dynamic like that's a great that's a great point and that's exactly what happened is um you know i, I learned very early on is that leaders tend to assume uh, that, you know, you're in the position, so you should know. And they give guidance, which they believe is very clear, but in fact, it's either garbled or not really understood. Um, and, and I found, um, you know, as I got older, I said, hey, you know, that that reach back, that touch back to saying, do you really understand what I'm telling you? Do you, um, you know, we use um, uh, feedback and, you know, asking probing questions, but I found a lot of leaders don't do that. Um, they just assume, and, you know, and again, it's a lot of things going on. You're, you know, they're very busy and they're very, um, you know, engaged in other things and multiple things that it's sometimes they give that direction but it's not as clear as they think in their mind. And so that that feedback to kind of go again, what did I just ask you? What what did I just tell you to do? Do you understand? And, and I found um, when I was younger, nobody did that. And I had to go back, you know, and, and there was many instances when I was real young uh, that I was a little intimidated, a little afraid. So you kind of muddied it through, um, you know, did your best. And, you know, when you came close to the project completion, it's like, well, that's not what I wanted. That what what this is completely diametrically opposite of what I wanted. But and if the leader had just clearly given out guidance uh, beforehand and really understood, we wouldn't have went down that rabbit hole. And uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see. And multiple times I've found I, I kind of talk to people and uh, you know head off the pass and kind of say, hey, I don't think that person knows what it is you want them to do. You know, we clearly and so we're both on, you know, synchronized in the same on the same sheet of music, we call it. Are you still really on the same sheet of music? And oftentimes it's they're not, even though in their mind they think they were. But when you get down to the end, it's, you you, you know, you, you had, you know, um, th this this scope in mind of what you wanted, but you didn't translate that in uh, into the, the recipient's mind. I had a boss that kind of said, you're basically taking a picture out of your head and trying to put it in that person's head and, and, and making sure, uh, you know, that they're that they're synchronized. And often I found that that there is a disconnect, <laughs> and, you know, okay. and that causes problems. Now, when was when was the last time you were part of a project that went south and you actually had to step in? and educate a leader on how and why this failed very very recently uh you know and and so i had uh, subordinates that had subordinates that you know led projects and so um having to go um and, and you know, I, don't, I don't really know how to categorize it is it experience is it just you know you have this understanding um but you 
you, you kind of can ask questions. You know, I'm a question asker. I'll ask questions, you know, um, what is the purpose? You know, what is the goal? What is the, what's the problem you're trying to solve? And if the person leading the project can't answer that, then there's, then there's obviously a disconnect because, you know, I'll, I'll know and I'll give feedback and saying, hey, here's what problem we're trying to solve. This is what, you know, the focus, what we're trying to do. What do you, you know, what is your input and, and get feedback? Okay, you got it. But then when they pass it on to, you know, to, to actually execute that project, it wasn't very well uh, articulated. And so just going down and making sure, hey, do you really, you know, what what is the purpose? Why are we doing this? Um, it, it almost uh, lends itself to, uh, you know, the common little the, the joke about if you say something to one person in one and then you pass it down by the end, it comes, you know, it's a completely different. And there's a lot of truth to that. So you have to make sure and, you know, that feedback loop and, and making sure that yeah. everybody understands what it is we're trying to do. And, you know, and there's the projects run the gamut. I mean, there there's there's um, they're all, you know, there's multiple projects, but they all have the same issues the same you know problem sets and and uh, that 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 come back all the time um you know, yeah can you tell me a story of one of your favorite projects that you were a part of oh yeah that's i man there's so many uh one of one of my favorites was we had to put together a um a, a, a new analysis for formations readiness of of units organizations to deploy um, and the Army, um, you, you know, the normal um, assessment is what they call the unit status. Where I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to go and bore you on the problem, but but it was a really kind of a lockstep, you know, personnel training readiness uh, and and supply status that you know you were good in those areas. Then oh, you were ready. But in the Army Reserve and in the National Guard and there's other organizations, there's other aspects of readiness that weren't properly that weren't. Uh, being depicted. So my project, my boss came and said, hey, I've got to be able to articulate to the senior leadership of the Army and to the National Command Authority of our true readiness, how we can, you know, if you call this up, how long it would take us to get out the door. The current model wasn't wasn't right. We couldn't really tell you. Um, so we, you know, we pulled in a team, you know, person from personnel, from training, from supply, from finance, because you got to have money. <laughs> uh, and, and basically pulling that in. And what, what I truly enjoyed was the, the, the collaboration and, you know, the team of experts, they're, they're, they're phenomenal people. And what I really did enjoy is the conversation and, you know, defining the problem with them, uh, you know, laying out what we needed to do and then their feedback and what uh, they provided was far more than what I was, uh, you know, that, that when we had anticipated uh, and they had other ideas and it was almost like a synergistic, uh, you know, uh, effect. And they came up and, and we came up with a, a whole new model that they've expanded even from our initial what we thought it was going to be. Uh, and, you know, we, you know, to make a long story short, we we laid out the model. We, we uh, you know, briefed it up, got it all approved and, and it's in place. And then they were like, hey, we really changed the conversation at the DOD level for the reserve components in deploying. And so that was, 
um, just, uh, you know, dealing with the professionals and that communication and the collaboration was, was one of my, my most favorite projects. <laughs> I see. Now, yeah. when, when you were, uh, training and in service did you and jason ever cross paths at all <laughs> you know i i don't know i i know we've we've chewed the same dirt he was i think he left either right before i got there or uh I, i'm, I'm yeah. not I'm, i i don't i believe that was what happened yeah got i it. think we we just missed each yep. other yep. in that oh wow. i was i was retiring when you were kind of coming in there yeah and yep. uh yeah but uh Pretty cool stuff. And it's a small world. <laughs> it is a small world. It's a super, super small world. And, you know, the cool thing that I really like about, uh, or, or not, the experience you get from projects like that are yeah. unreplaceable, right? I mean, very few people ever get the opportunity to sit at that level of project management and manage a team of that size, right? It, it's a, it's a very unusual experience. And even in the corporate space, projects aren't that big, right? Yeah. So um, even in the big corporations, look at Oracle, look at any of these companies, right? They compartmentalize so much. Yep. into these small teams. Apple does it. I know my Apple's one or my neighbor's one of the top coders in Apple and they're so compartmentalized that they don't even know what they're working on. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, it all, you mentioned feedback loop and, and I see this constantly with, you know, our clients that we work with is that feedback loop. And when you start, you bring a project manager in, and they give their mission, vision, scope, all these things, right? But but what happens is, and what I always like to do, and I've done it for years, and I've always said, so what you're asking me to do is, <laughs> right? Yep. Because then it has to go through their brain again, you know? I used to do this to junior officers, no offense. Yep. Um, but <laughs> None taken. We, we do it. We do it. <laughs> so I used to say, hey, sir, so what you're asking us to do is this. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure that's what you want us to do? And I'd still do it today to like senior CEOs that yep. we work with is, are you sure that's what you want to do? And then the gears turn. They're like, well, wait a minute. No, it's not. So then you don't get through that feedback loop. And at the end, they don't go, that's not what I wanted. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. that's what you said. So there's a lot of ways to, to uh, during that process to re-solidify those things in the process. You, you know, and, and uh, that's a great, uh, it, and it's not only, you know, the feedback loop from, you know, say the senior leader to the project manager, but it's it's all the way down through the line to the, to mm -hmm. almost to the user level. And I, you know, great example I can think of was, um, and I'm not going to name names, but we, we had a large project to push down a new IT software down all the way down through the commands, you know, all the way down to the user level. And, you know, that non-compliance model can't, won't, don't know, um, you know, it's never really, you know, uh, they, they won't, those, those, that's a very small fraction. It's really, they generally don't know. And what the guidance was coming out um, wasn't real clear. 
And so we had organizations that really, we don't know what we're supposed to do, but the, the project was out there that was getting pushed and that communication piece wasn't very well um, put together. Uh, and, and so we had to go back and say, hey, wait a minute, let's let's really think about from the user level, is this, we have this technical um, um, you know, language, um, but does the user level, does that customer know that language, and then they know what you're talking about in order to execute. Uh, and, you know, we had a, it, it was, it, that was, again, part of my input was that, hey, I'm not a technical expert, but I know, how, you know, if you, if you, I'm reading this, I don't know what you're trying to tell me to do. And so we had to go back to and let them know, hey, this is what you're supposed to, you know, we have to redo kind of that communications package to, you know, the customer, the user level. Uh, so that was just again that feedback loop is 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 critically important. Yeah, see, that's what I want to dive into. Is to, so let's talk about recalibrating or restructuring, redesigning a communication package when trying to get a new initiative out across an entire organization. What are some rules of thumb that you know are going to be invaluable for people to walk away with from this conversation? You know, again, always uh, the, the the number one rule, and as like I said, is using the customer in mind, that end user in mind. Um, we we often, you know, I, I've found it where we have technical people who are are phenomenal. They're they're brilliant, um, but they speak a certain language. They speak in technical, and they they know what they you know what the the technical details are, but that translation into regular people like you know, the user sometimes doesn't translate and I, you know just this you know you can probably see it on uh you know like in my son's toys you get some of these uh you know instructions you're like I, I can't even read this thing I don't even know what it's telling me to do and, and it's it's that translation piece and so you have a, an unsatisfied customer because we didn't translate the, the you know we we have the great product we didn't translate to the end user of what it is they're supposed to do, or what this is supposed to, um, you know, what what it means to them. I so that I, I would, um, you, you know, start from you know that first point is the communication package really needs to be put in. You know, we use that term, keep it simple, stupid. You know, kids, <laughs> but you know, really kind of at that level is really keep it at the most simplistic level as possible for the customer and and then their ability to to absorb what it is your your you know your product or um, you know, project and example. Is it better to use a digital tool or sort of bricks and mortar like paper and pencil and files to really get projects done in this day and age when everyone's inundated by so much technology? You know, that's a that's a that's a that's a great question, and it re- I guess it you know it really depends. Um, and it really depends on you know personally for me, I like the the electronic tools. I I, I prefer them. Um, but I found on, on some of some senior leaders that they're still using the pen and paper. And so that that translation, uh, you know, when you're doing a, a, you know, a brainstorming session, you know, computers aren't really great for that, but a brewer is. So it, it really depends. And so for each situation, you know, you, you really got to use what what works and what, you know, your your team wants, you know, teamwork, you know, the, the team that you're working with, what works best for them. And really understanding their, um, you know, w- what works best for them, their their needs. So, if you had the chance to, let's say that we're in a room of 100 top executives, uh, entrepreneurs, and they're all 
sort of to some degree struggling with getting their projects to be efficient and to to run up to completion. And while I know you can't address each one on a case by case basis, but if you could point them to certain pillars that they need to know, you know, pillar one, two, three, four, uh, to go in and check, like, while I can't personally investigate it for you, here's how you would run an investigation to identify maybe where there's a crack in your operation in your project. Could, could you speak to that? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, again, you know, the first pillar is, again, that communication and, and ask questions. Um, and don't ask the question to the senior person. Go to that, that worker on the floor, you know, the more junior and ask them the question. What is the purpose? What are you, what are we doing? What problem are we trying to solve? Um, and if on a good team that has good communication, good integration, synchronization, they'll be able to tell you, hey, what we're doing today is da 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 da. da. Uh, and, and then you, you, you know, you'll understand. But if you ask that question and they give you the blank, um, I, I don't know. Well, then you know that, hey, I, I probably should go ask some more questions. In, in my mind, uh, especially a senior, you know, executive, they're, they're really there to ask questions, you know, provide that guidance and give direction. And, and to really, and one way we find out if, if that's be truly being followed is to ask those questions, um, you know, because it lends itself into prioritization. It lends itself into, you know, hey, the synchronization piece that that's critical, uh, you know, especially amongst larger projects. You know, you've got a lot of different things going on. Um, if the, the individual, you know, legs that you've got working in those projects don't know what the other person's doing, then we, we may, especially at the senior level, not at the, you know, user level or junior level, but at that senior level, you, you, they probably should know, hey, I'm doing this because, you know, this this next leg is waiting on me to, you know, complete the next phase uh, and really understanding that. Um, I, I, I found a lot of uh, challenges in, in companies that that do uh, have problems that they don't do that. And or, or, you know, they come and they don't do that synchronization or that integration piece. And then when they come down to do their you know, towards the end of the project, kind of like the same thing I said for communication, they're like, hey, wait, that that's not, you know, well, I didn't know we were supposed to do this. I, I didn't know this is, and you you you, you kind of have, uh, you know, a, a very bad day, <laughs> like we like to call it. It's a significant emotional event, as, as Jason, as I'm sure, is, is very familiar with that. <laughs> Got it. So at the end of the day, well, if you were in that room, you would say, when you're considering the idea of stakeholders in a project or some kind of initiative, consider even the lowest worker bee, if you will. Yes. Uh, yeah. For lack of a better term, a, a huge stakeholder in the actual project and not the other way around. Absolutely. is because, you know, at the end of the, you know, in, in multiple projects, it's that, like in your term, your worker bee. They're they're the essential part. They're the ones making the money, you know. And, and we tell them in terms of making money. You know, they're the ones really making the money. The overhead, us managers, um, yeah, we're we're responsible for synchronization, providing guidance, and making sure that we communicate what's supposed to happen. But the end result is that worker bee. If that worker bee isn't clear, then we're not we're not we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and again, that's why I say ask those probing questions. Uh, and and uh, 
and, and you know, make sure uh, that they really understand, you know, especially through the line that they know what you're what you're trying to get at, what your purpose, what your what your goal is. And uh, it. It, it'll solve a lot of problems. <laughs> and now uh, before I dive into the grand finale and, and, and the last couple of uh, items of business, I want to give Jason the floor, see if he's sure. got any questions or curiosities. Yeah. Well, to sum up a really important key point of this whole conversation uh, is a piece that you mentioned before, and that is end user. And oftentimes that just, nobody thinks of that, right? That, because everybody's caught in their little piece and compartmentalized chunk and this, that, and the other. And they for and then we roll this out and everybody goes, huh? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yep. So, like you said, that 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 one rule or those couple of rules, uh, rule one, always keep the end user in mind. Rule two, remember rule one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yep. Because it's really important and, and it gets lost in translation a lot of times. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I've seen it in big companies. I've seen it in the military all over where there's this grand vision of something, but then we don't even get input from the people that are supposed to use it. <laughs> it's like, here, put this brand new rucksack on that. We know nothing about. Yeah. (laughs) Or here's this new piece of of equipment. It only the batteries only weigh fifty pounds a piece. But uh, here, carry it. Right. So it's like we just can't forget those things, and that's an important thing to highlight about what you talked about there. Understood. Okay. So now I want to check in and make sure uh, if you're prepared for the grand finale, John. Which is uh, if you could have invited anybody that are alive to this conversation today to contribute or just listen, who would you have invited here today and why? So I, I thought about that and, uh, you know, I had, I, and, the, and the one person comes to my mind and uh, which I, I think many people are going to be like, huh, really? And, and, and I got to say, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, and, and uh, the, the, there's, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, just his independent streak, his, his ability to think uh, more strategically. Um, you know, he was business oriented, notwithstanding the trust us, but more business oriented on ethical, you know, ethical business. And I really liked, uh, you know, I really appreciated his, um, you know, his his ability to manage, um, number one, provide clear guidance, manage his teams uh, and and follow up and accomplish great things. And um, it, it's uh I just always was fascinated by him and, and reading, you know, his, his story, uh, you know, um, and his ability to put, bring together coalitions and teams together to accomplish uh, great things. And that's, uh, I think that's, that would be a great, a very interesting conversation to have with him. For sure. For sure. I can only imagine what it would have been like to have him here. And yeah. if you have that as an ideal and an inspiration, I can only imagine the level of, uh, integrity that you bring to the work that you're doing and how you aspire to that. That says a lot about the kind of work that you want to do and the kind of things you want to accomplish. So yeah. thank you for opening up about that. Those are my closing thoughts, Jason. Well, I always like to end with, you know, we have 168 hours in a week and you chose to uh, spend 30 minutes with us today. Thanks for being here. It's appreciated. You know, we can, 
replace cars, money, all these things. But the one thing we can't replace is time. So uh, time, time is money. Um, money loves speed and speed loves money. So uh, thanks for taking the time to be here and, you know, really educate our audience and, and drop some good nuggets on the audience. I think it was uh, some things came out of this conversation that could be some really good aha moments. So just appreciate you being here, my friend. Well, thank you. And, and thank you very much for having me on. I really enjoyed this and then the discussion. So uh, thank you. It's great right seeing on, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great meeting yeah. you, man. Awesome. Cheers, brother. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.